Good morning to all of our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, Quality Music Zone, and JanoRadio.com. Of course, I gotta say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is, what is today? Wednesday. Yeah, I'm losing track of the days. I got thrown off because Monday was a holiday, so I'm still trying to figure it out, right? But it is Wednesday, hashtag WCW, Woman Crush Wednesday, right here in Coffee and Toe. What does that mean? We're going to be playing songs um, that feature women either playing the lead role in bands or solo acts. Today, doing it in punk rock style. Yes, love that genre. You're going to be hearing from Avril Lavigne, uh, Gwen Stefani, solo as well as when she was with No Doubt, Clean Bandit, Evanescence, Pink. Yeah. Mixing it up today. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, M I Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and also on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the media in the me in everything is mi and here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news rescuers search for missing after earthquake in china's sichuan ireland slaps instagram with record 400 million dollar fine over kids data bank of england's september warning to anyone who uses the 20 pound and 50 pound notes New British Prime Minister Liz Truss promises to ride out economic storm. Second Israeli attack in a week damages Aleppo Airport, Syria. Stories out of North America. Emmett Till alerts system launched to alert about racist hate crime incidents. California employers required to provide salary ranges on job listings after passing of new law. Seized Trump documents showed foreign nations' nuclear capability. U.S. bars advanced tech firms from building China factories for 10 years. Barack and Michelle Obama returned to the White House for unveiling of official portraits. We also have, in my opinion, Americans should be able to marry whoever they choose. But some senators do not support protecting that right. In business and tech news, what to expect at Apple's far-out iPhone 14 event? And Jewel to pay $439 million to settle U.S. e-cigarette marketing probe. In the Caribbean corner, CXC concerned about students leaving schools without certification. Shark kills U.S. tourists snorkeling in the Bahamas. President of Rwanda to make official visit to Belize. Cuban nationals ordered to leave Belize. How a Jamaican achieved 4.7 million U.S. dollars sales in six months on Amazon. Jada Kingdom's boyfriend put a ring on it for her birthday. Michelle sells out Barclays Center for 40th anniversary concert. And Louise Miss Lou Bennett Coverly honored in Google Doodle. 
believe it or not story for today college student has cops called on her by popeye's employee after trying to buy a homeless man hmm i gotta look into that one in entertainment stories, LeBron James and Drake sued for $10 million after being accused of stealing rights to produce colored hockey league documentary. Kim Kardashian credits Kanye West for introducing her to high society, says it got a lot of people to have a different level of respect. And Rihanna helps restaurant staff clean up after staying late for dinner. We're going to have the details of this story and more coming up after a little more music. Here is Avril Lavigne, Complicated. Life's like this. all been done before and if you could only let it be you would see i like you the way you are when we're driving in your car and you're talking to me one-on-one -on -one, but you become somebody else round everyone else you're watching your back like you can't relax you're trying to be cool you look like So much to all the listeners logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com for quality music while you work or play log on to www.qmzradio.com it will definitely help get you through your day janoradio.com don't forget to download the jano radio app available in your apple and google play stores j-a-h-k-n-o take us on the go and of course thank you to all my listeners here with me on clubhouse of course this is where the conversation happens have to go and make
On Moments with me, you're tuned in and listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up right after this, it is the details of the international stories. It is WCW, hashtag WCW Woman Fresh Wednesday. We're doing it in punk rock style today. We're only hearing from female solo acts or female lead singers in a band. Listening to Avril Lavigne, Complicated. One of my favorites. All right, and first up, our first story of the day. This is courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Rescuers search for missing after earthquake in China. Rescue efforts are underway following a 6.8 magnitude earthquake that killed at least 65 people and left hundreds stranded or missing in China's southwest Sichuan province. Rescuers scoured through rubble in remote villages on Tuesday to find survivors and those missing after the earthquake triggered landslides and shook buildings as far away as the provincial capital Chengdu, which is 124 miles from the epicenter. At least 64 people were killed, according to the state media report on Tuesday, with more than 200 still trapped in a remote scenic park and many missing elsewhere. Nearly 250 people are being treated for injuries from the disaster, with dozens critically wounded. Our next story, Ireland slaps Instagram with a record $400 million fine over kids' data. This story also courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Instagram has been fined heavily by Irish regulators after an inquiry revealed that the social media company mishandled the personal information of teenagers in violation of European Union data privacy standards. The Republic of Ireland's Data Protection Commission said via email on Monday that it made a final decision last week to find the company 405 million euros, the equivalent of 402 million U.S. The fine is the second largest issued under the EU's stringent privacy rules. Instagram's parent company, Meta, who also owns Facebook, stated that while it had engaged fully with authorities throughout the inquiry, it disagreed with the way the sentence was determined and planned to appeal. The Irish watchdog's investigation centered on how Instagram displayed the personal details of users ages 13 to 17 including email addresses and phone numbers. The minimum age for Instagram users is 13. The investigation began after a data scientist found that users, including those under 18, were switching to business accounts and had their contact information displayed on their profiles. Users were apparently doing it to see statistics on how many likes their posts were getting after Instagram started removing the feature from personal accounts in some countries to help with users' mental health. Who is going to get the money? That, that's my question. Who is going to get the money? That's, that's all I want to know. Because you, you tend to see these lawsuits that involve hundreds or millions of dollars and I never hear who gets them. Well, for the most part. 
some of them people end up getting like four dollars five dollars you know if it's spread thinly but i always wonder who, who's gonna get the money all right our next story we head on over to england for this one uh courtesy of al jazeera as well well no before i even get to that one let's do this one this one is courtesy of shar who is one of our supporters here on clubhouse she sent this one over to me bank of england september warning to anyone who uses the 20 pound and 50 pound notes so looks as though they're going to have some changes over there in the uk so i'm just waiting for the link to come up all right it's not working right now so i'm gonna head on over to the next story we'll jump over to new british prime minister liz truss promises to ride out the economic storm liz truss has promised to ride out the storm of economic crisis in her first address since taking over as British Prime Minister, pledging immediate action to tackle a set of challenges led by soaring energy bills, looming recession, and industrial strife. She says, I am confident that together we can ride out the storm, we can rebuild our economy, and we can become the modern, brilliant Britain that I know we can be. That's what the 47-year-old former foreign secretary said outside her new Downing Street home and office in London on Tuesday. Trust said she has three priorities. Tax cuts to boost the economy, helping with rising energy costs, and sorting out the state-run National Health Service. However, she has inherited an economy in crisis with inflation, at double digits and the Bank of England warning of a lengthy recession by the end of this year. Commenting on the challenges ahead, Truss referenced the aftermath of the coronavirus pandemic as well as the continuing war in Ukraine. She was speaking after meeting with Queen Elizabeth II who asked her to form a new government in a carefully choreographed ceremony dictated by centuries of tradition. It came one day after the governing Conservative Party announced that Truss had been elected as its leader. Boris Johnson, who we know announced his resignation two months ago following a series of scandals, formally stepped down during his own audience with the Queen. Shortly after her address, Truss appointed close allies to top jobs, including Kwasi Kwarteng as finance minister. Therese Coffey as Deputy Prime Minister and Health Minister, and James Cleverly as Foreign Minister. Her appointments mark the first time a white man will not hold one of Britain's foremost important ministerial positions. Interesting. Do we have any folks here from across the pond? Not yet. Okay. Um, interesting. So, good, good morning, everyone. Morning, Please so, accept yeah. my apology. <laughs> no, it's like, so, um, no, well, I'm not from across the pond, but I do work in international tax, so we are looking at um, what's going to happen in England closely mm-hmm. because if they um, lower their taxes, which this um, prime minister has already, like, expressed, um, others will follow. So uh, it could definitely have, like, a huge impact um, because obviously they have to compete, even though they're not with the EU anymore. Um, other people in the EU might lower their tax rates as well to compete with Europe. But it's definitely something that um, I'm paying attention to and a lot of people are paying t- attention to. And um, 
if you notice, the now is a great time to travel to Europe uh, in a sense because the euro is uh, pretty even with the dollar, which it hasn't been like that um, in forever. I noticed so, um, it. Yeah, so it's kind of wild. So yeah, so no, just people are paying attention and um, I know inflation here is a big deal, but we also have to, since we're a global economy, we have to kind of pay attention to what happens in other countries too. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for your input there, Sin. Appreciate it. So let's see what she does if um, she will measure up. Will she be a puppet on a string? Will she have a spine that is straight? Will she do right by the people of the United Kingdom? Let us see how this all plays out. All right. Um, not going to wish her anything but the best and success. But of course, her priority is to lead that country effectively and efficiently. And of course, you know, try to resolve the economic crisis that is there. And I think globally there is a crisis and all world leaders, all leaders of countries are faced with that challenge of how they are going to maneuver and um, what strategies are they going to implement? How are they going to come out of this? Morning, James. Morning, everyone. Good yeah, morning. Um... <laughs> Yeah, she, she's one brave woman, like, you know, like, for me, the only thing I'm going to do now is take a picture of her now and, and see what she looks oh. like, <laughs> like a year later, because, like, if it's anything like what Teresa me had to go through, man, like, she, she's brave, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I, I feel like, I feel like the, the, the atmosphere is, is even worse than when Teresa May was, was in office, and she, like, she put on like 20 years like age 20 years like in less than a year so you know yeah wish her all the best you know like the environment yeah it's tough man it's a it's a it's a tough environment this is like what five prime minister like in in, in like five years yeah so wish her all the best that's what we can do right so i was finally able to pull up the story but go before i go go right ahead sin i think it's six and four years or four and six something like that wow pretty much not good not a good look definitely not a good look and the thing is we have to learn from our predecessors right so we're not making the same mistakes we don't have to make the mistakes to be able to learn we can look at what has happened in the past and use that as a guide as what not to do right um yeah so I finally got the story open that Shar sent over Bank of England September warning to anyone who uses the 20 pound and 50 pound notes. The Bank of England says the bank notes will only be in circulation for a further 24 days. September 30 is the last day that the bank's paper 20 pound and 50 pound bank notes will have legal tender status. Um, are you hearing me, folks? I just got a text saying I'm muted, but I am not. Are you able to hear me? Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so September 30 is the last day that the bank's paper 20 pound and 50 pound banknotes will have legal tender status. It is encouraging anyone who still has them to use them or deposit them at their bank or a post office before the end of September. While the majority of paper 20 pound and 50 pound 
pound banknotes in circulation uh, have been replaced with new polymer versions, there are still more than six billion pounds worth of paper 20 pound banknotes featuring economist Adam Smith and over eight billion pounds worth of paper 50 pound banknotes featuring entrepreneur Matthew Bolton and engineer James Watt in circulation. That is more than 300 million individual notes of the 20 pound and 160 million of the 50 pound. Well, it has a year. Well, no, no, no. Let me rephrase that for them. It is a year since the bank first issued the polymer 50 pound banknote featuring is that Bletchley Park code breaker and scientist Alan Turing. The Bank of England's chief cashier, Sarah John, said in June, changing our banknotes from paper to polymer over recent years has been an important development because it makes them more difficult to counterfeit and means they are more durable. I was wondering why. Why the change? So has anyone seen the polymer version of the um, 50-pound banknote? I'd love to see what it looks like. I haven't seen a British pound in forever, not since um, having left the banking industry almost 20 years ago. Let me see. Okay, so polymer is any of a class of natural or synthetic substances composed of very large molecules called macromolecules. There are multiples of simpler chemical units called monomers. Polymers can make up any of the materials in living organisms, including, for example, protein, cellulose, and nucleic acids, or nucleic acids. Okay, what is an example of a polymer? Examples of naturally occurring polymers are silk, wool, DNA, cellulose, and proteins. Okay. But y'all do know that money is not made from paper, right? Fiber. Yeah. I learned that when I went into banking. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's not it's not um, paper at all, contrary to what we might believe. Okay, so they're shifting to something that will be more durable and harder to um, make counterfeit. All right. Our final story on the international scene, also courtesy of Al Jazeera. Second Israeli attack in a week damages the Aleppo airport, Syria. An Israeli air attack on Aleppo Airport in Syria's north has damaged the runway and taken it out of service. This is according to the Syrian state media, said quoting a military source in the wake of the second reported attack on the airport in less than a week. The Israel missile attack was launched from the Mediterranean Sea, west of the coastal city of Latakia at 8.16 p.m. local time or 5.16 GMT time. This is according to the SANA news agency, making mention on Tuesday. Syrian air defenses intercepted Israeli missiles, downing several of them. It made no mention of casualties, but only reported material damage. And those are the stories from the international scene. Coming up after this music break from um, Gwen Stefani and Eve, we're going to have stories out of North America. Yeah, yeah, drop 
your glasses, shake your asses, face screwed up like you having hot flashes. Which one? Pick one. This one classic. Red from blonde, yeah, bitch, I'm drastic. Why this? Why that? Lips stop basking. Listen to me, baby, relax and start passing. Expressway, head back, weaving through the traffic. This one strong should be labeled as a hazard. Some of y'all niggas hot, psych, I'm gassing. Clowns, I spot them and I can't stop laughing. Easy come, easy go, Evie gonna be lasting. Jealousy, let it go, results could be tragic. Some of y'all ain't writing well, too concerned with fashion. None of you ain't Giselle, can't walk and imagine. A lot of y'all Hollywood drama, cast it. Cut bitch camera off, real shit, blast it.
To all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, and everyone logged on to JohnOradio.com. Of course, I have to say thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. And of course, for us, that means we are only playing songs sung by women, either as the lead in a band or solo act. And I'm playing some of my favorite, the genre I'm hovering over today, punk, rock. Yes, love that genre too. This is the voice of Evanescence, Bring Me to Life, one of my favorites from this group. Coming up right after this, we do have the details of stories out of North America. Stay tuned.
I'm here laughing as I'm listening to the song, right? I remember a couple years ago we hosted um Thanksgiving. So some folks walked in the house and heard the music going and they're like, uh, are we in the right house? I'm like, and of course, fellow Jamaicans, they're like, are, are we in the right house? I'm like, yeah, you are. What is that you're listening to? Music? <laughs> yeah, but one thing I do, and I was kind of taken aback by that because I think Jamaicans, we listen to everything. Well, so I think. I may be wrong. I don't know. But yeah, I, I listen to everything. All right, it's time for us to get into the details and we are going to be starting off with this story. Thank you, Javette, for sending this one over. And there's music coming from the article. I do apologize for that. Okay, so Emmett Till Alert's uh, system launched to alert about racist hate, hate crime incidents. And this story is courtesy of KHOU.com. The system, which is modeled after the Amber Alert, will determine if people should be alerted when a threat of racial violence is reported. A new system, a new alert system, was created in Maryland to notify communities about credible threats or hate crimes. The Caucus of African American Leaders unveiled the Emmett Till Alert system recently, which is modeled after the Amber Alert. So, once a threat or act of racial violence is reported, a team will then determine if residents should be alerted. There are low, medium, and high threat levels to the alerts, with higher levels indicating there's more likelihood of violence or death. The privately funded system is named in honor of Till, the black teen who was lynched in 1955 by two white men after a white woman falsely claimed Till whistled at her. During the testing period, alerts will go out to about 167 people in the Maryland area. The list includes black elected leaders, national civil rights organizations, local clergy, and other community leaders. The group behind the system said it hopes others will subscribe after the trial period in an effort to bring more awareness to hate crimes. Thank you for sending this one over, Javette. Um, interesting because this is something that I think needs to go beyond Maryland unless Maryland is the test, um, area. Um, but why is it something question though, Javette, why is it something that people have to subscribe for? Because Amber alert is not something we subscribe for, right? It just pops up. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> I, I think because it's in the testing stage and, you know, with everything in this country, it has to be voted on and decided if it's going to become natural, national, sorry, or not. So I just think because it's in a testing stage. Okay. I just, I just find the entire thought process behind it um, very accepting mm -hmm. that they're actually going to test that. I am still questioning how is it going to really work because I can I can see it happening like back then when you had people just going through cities like look who chief just came in going through cities starting to do um stuff against a race but most of the time these instances is like a one off okay 
you know? Right. So those were the thoughts in my mind okay. with this story. Okay. Um, anybody else? How do you feel about um, this move, this initiative? Is it something that we welcome? All right. Okay. Um, good morning. Good morning, naturalist. Good morning. As the verse says, is how it's applied. And the truth is, um, if you look at the statistics, who kills the most black people in this country on a yearly basis? Mm. It's law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So maybe they should focus their attention and getting that to go down in the city of Baltimore than actually a, a Umber Alert. So when it comes across my phone, Umber Alert, there have been a racial incident in so-and-so. Um, what's the next step? What am I supposed to do? I don't know. I just think it's not one of those things where they may have good intention in mind, mm-hmm. but I think it's a feel-good thing for some that may seem like they are doing something, but... The things that affect, you know, I just say me personally on a daily basis is, is that interacting with white supremacists or white folks in general where I fear for my safety is my interaction with law enforcement. So until they, they deal with that, the main things they try is just a band-aid. So naturalists, do you think then that a good recommendation to them is to include the um, law enforcement threats as well? They, but how the thing is, but how do you apply it? They, they wouldn't because I don't think I don't think the average cop go out and say, you know what, I'm gonna go look for a black person to kill today or to brutalize today. I think when they have an incident with us, they don't look at us as being one of them or being human beings. So then they do all these barbaric things to us mm-hmm. because they see us as less than less than. So uh, until they change that mindset, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Mm. I generally don't. All right. Well, good morning. good morning. Good morning. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Oh, sounds like a scam. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just does. It just uh, you go to the you go to the blackest city in America one of the blackest cities in America, and you have, I can understand if you did it in Mississippi, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, you know what I'm saying? Play, some place like that, Kentucky, wherever, mm-hmm. where these where these types of crimes are known to have happened frequently. This, the, You know, it's this whole, it's like affirmative action when you have people, you had white folks talking about reverse racism. This could easily flip. Or anytime a white person wanted to say, oh, it's black, this black racist just attacked me in a park, you know, and you, you set off the alarm, you know, and, and I can see that. I can see that just having a real, I can see it just flashing back in our faces. Like this, this it, it would be used for something it wasn't intended to be used for. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, it just sounds like some fracanacle as Javette would say. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you know what I was also thinking I'm sorry Chief were you done yes go ahead what I was also thinking is as we hear the news stories every day 
a, in my mind, I can see another race riot occurring, especially here in Texas. So it may come into play or they're letting us know it's going to come into play. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. My question is this, Javette. Is this only for black folks or will it be for all minorities? Well, go back to what I said. Or racist. White women are minorities, correct? Right, exactly. They are? They're considered minorities? That's right. Women, women are considered minorities in the original context. Even though we're the majority. Forget. How is that I think possible? It would be for, I think it would be for everyone because it's, it's just hate crime. Absolutely. Hate crime incident. It would be for yes. um, um, gays, women, yes. black, yes. white. It's, it's just hate crime. So it, it's for whatever they, they deem is a hate crime, then they put out the alert. Okay. Yes, you just need buy-in. Okay. That's it. The reason I asked is because I'm looking back at the article and um, a new alert system was created in Maryland to notify communities about credible threats or hate crimes. The caucus of African-American leaders unveiled the Emmett Till alert. So it looks as though it was created by African-Americans for African-Americans. That's what I'm getting. I don't know if that's their intent, if it is to include all minorities or everyone that could possibly feel as though they... Um, are being attacked, the subject of a threat or a hate crime. I, I was just wondering, because it doesn't really detail who it applies to. It just tells me it's the caucus of African-American leaders. So I wasn't sure. So that's what I want to know. So if someone is an Arab, and a young Arab male, will he be able to use this if he feels threatened by a white person or an Asian person or a black person. You know, I'm just wondering, can we have a little more information about its intended use, the details? Because right now it's like a blanket. So there, there are going to be questions. Um, who mentioned buy-in? Um, you did, Chief? Did they approach, was there a meeting with other communities um, that are classified as minorities? And I didn't know that women were classified as minorities because um, I thought to be a minority, you would really have to be the lesser or the smaller group. But don't we have more women than men? I don't know. So when you think of um, employment, mm-hmm and things mm-hmm. that used to happen back in the day. Um, I don't know if you remember, I can't um, express it exactly, but when you're complaining about specific things happening to you at work, um, a minority at that at that stance can be a person of color, it can be a woman. So that's why I always kept that in my mind. Mm. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Hmm. Interesting. 
Hey, Moments, remember, we have this conversation several times, and I always say minority has nothing to do with population. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it, it, it proves it. it. It has nothing yeah. to do with it, it. Like, for any anyone anywhere in North America or any of these um, white countries that really sit down and think that, okay, I'm a minority because of um, the, the population, you have it wrong. Because yeah. as I said, as I said, in um, in India, you don't hear the word minority used. In Jamaica, we are like, you have like white Jamaicans. You have never heard anyone consider like a white Jamaican or Indian Jamaican or Chinese Jamaican minority. So they, they, they come up with this word to make it seem like it's, it, it has to do with the population. But minority is, is pretty much how they see us as a people, like we're inferior. It's, it's, a, it's, it's just a, like a dressed up word for inferior. So that's why, as, as I say, I don't answer to, to minority. I don't mark minority any, on any document because I don't consider myself as a minority. Right, right. Okay, all right. Market forget the loan though, James. Play the game. If you, if you get a loan, <laughs> you get a loan. Market, <laughs> don't be too proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Well, thank you, Javed, for sending that one over. Our next story: uh, California employers required to provide salary ranges on job listings after passing of new law. And this story is courtesy of Bala Alert. On Tuesday, a law strengthening the state's pay transparency rules was enacted by California legislators. Bill SB 1162 has provisions requiring several employers to give salary ranges in job postings, inform employees of salary scales for their current positions, and submit paid data reports. According to reports, jobs with 15 or more employees must provide a pay scale in any job posting and keep track of all staff members' job titles and historical compensation rates. The bill also requires employers who use a third party to promote job listings to give them the pay scale so they can publish it. The pay scale for the position the employee is currently employed in must be made available to the employee upon request from the employer. A paid data report must also be submitted annually. In May, by all employers in the state with more than 100 employees. Now, within each employment category, the reports must include the median and mean hourly wage for each combination of race, ethnicity, and sex. California Governor Gavin Newsom has until September 30 to sign or veto the bill. According to the Los Angeles Times, Newsom has not publicly made his stance known on the bill. I hope he signs it. Let there be transparency. Now it's going to be time for companies to level the playing field. I like this, and I think it's something that should be done throughout the country. Because there's no way two of us go in, male and female, go in for the same job. I have more qualifications, but you get the job with the better pay. Or 
two of us go in. One black, one white. I'm way more qualified, way more experienced, but we both get the job, right? There are more than one openings. We both get the job, but you get more, significantly more than I do with less qualifications or probably equal qualifications and experience. So moments, I'm with you on your latter example, uh -huh. but I've always had an issue with this because like when I was working in New York, I made so much more money. Okay. And then when I moved to Texas, I kind of had to uh, go back a little bit because employers didn't want to pay me because of where they were at on their pay scale. But I always feel that your salary, God, jiggity jick jick. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm driving. <laughs> I didn't curse. I didn't curse. Oh, no, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel that um, my salary or what I've been paid should not be put up against someone else that doesn't have the same experience that I have. So I'm okay with you on the latter. Okay. But a lot of people was upset when I moved here to Texas because I came in. And even though I was, I'm making more money in New York, they had to pay me a certain amount because I wasn't going to take it, but it was way above what other people was getting paid. That is not my fault. <laughs> you know, my salary will increase depending on the positions I have. Right, right. Right. That makes sense. It, it, yeah. That makes sense. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. But I'm here for the ex the for the transparency. Right? Let me ask a question. Why is it? Okay, we have two HR folks in the building. We have Sinet and we have Rosolo. Why is it that companies tell you not to disclose your salary with your coworkers? What's the real reason behind that? That one is really, to me, it's really simple. It starts animosity. I've seen it um, when we tell drivers, we hire drivers different times of the year or different times with more experience, less experience. And so this new guy coming in is going to come in and he's going to make $30 an hour. But a guy who's been there for the last five years and he's still only at 27, because when he started, Five years ago, we were hiring at 22. That's a problem. The guy gets upset, and so the company has to then either come up and match everybody, put them all on the same level, or um, uh, that's it. They either have to come up to increase their salary because people are going to be upset. They're like, wait, this guy just started. How come he's making $30 an hour? Because, sorry, he came in now, and that's what the rate is now. It, it tries to prevent animosity among each other. Um, and that's the reason I've seen in the company that I worked at last. Okay. Thank you, Sunet. By the way, were you able to hear the article that we're discussing? Did you? The one. I did not. Okay. So let me let me, and I know this will be interesting for you, right? Um, 
California employers required to provide salary ranges on job listings after passing of new law. So on Tuesday, a law strengthening the state's pay transparency rules was enacted by California legislators. Bill SB, why does it have your initials to that? (laughs) Bill SB 1162 has provisions requiring several employers to give salary ranges in job postings, inform employees of salary scales for their current positions, and submit paid data reports. According to reports, jobs with 15 or more employees must provide a pay scale in any job posting and keep track of all staff members' job titles and historical compensation rates. Uh, is very, 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 very employee-centric and forward. Everything in California. It is one of the most difficult HR I have ever worked in. There are so many laws. SB, what, one, five? Eleven sixty-two. Eleven sixty-two. The last one I worked on was which one? Uh, seventy-two. Eleven seventy. No. Oh, there was another one just recently about um, hours and wages and people working piecemeal, piecework. There are so many laws, and they're all very forty and pro. They're pro-employee, not employee-centric, but pro-employee. Um, some of the laws come out are specifically against the larger employees like the Amazons and McDonald's mm-hmm. because they, they want to make sure that their be, employees are being treated properly. So that one is not too, um, I'm not mad at that law. Um, when posting jobs, it's important that people know what they're coming into rather than people try to dangle things in front of them and don't tell them what they're, they're going to make until the very end. And then, so you go through all this long process and they're like, wait, you're going to get paid $32,000 to do this job. Like, no, thank you. Pass. Right. So you give them the information in advance. I'm okay with that. Um, it's not going to be, it's going to be a job killer for like small companies. Small places are not going to be able to keep up. Um, because unfortunately, some of the stuff, is, if, if everybody doesn't know, they can get away with it. But it's also not necessarily a good thing, right? Right. So, I'm I'm saying a lot, and and it's and it sounds like double speak, and I hope it doesn't. No, but um, I think it is an interesting bill. I know who's not going to be happy about it. It's going to be the small companies, the larger the um the larger companies. They're not going to be happy about it either. But they they have more ability to manage and maintain that. And so now the, the recruitment offices are going to be doing a whole lot more work, and they have to be they have to. Um, cross their T's and dot their I's and make sure everything is on point. I, that's Most companies do that already. They put a price range, mm-hmm. but smaller companies tend to hide that information and they're going to be the ones in trouble. Right. I'm speaking for now. So, Zanette, according to the report, according to reports, jobs with 15 or more employees must provide that pay scale. And then um, a paid data report must also be submitted annually in May by all employers in the state with more than 100 employees. And within each employment category, the reports must include the median and mean hourly wage for each combination of race, ethnicity, and sex. I see the IT department getting busy having to create these. um... No, 
no? not the IT department. Most small employers have an HRIS system. Okay. Um, okay. So they have an ADP, they have um, Bamboo, they have a bunch of different, they, they'll be fine. They okay. don't need IT involved in that at all, unless they're like, unless they are under 15 people and they didn't go ahead and buy that service because it's expensive. Right. But it's like something, some num- nominal number of dollars per employee for any additional service. So it shouldn't be bad. But so 15 employees and under, that's a very small group of companies that have just that. Right. So pretty much all employees should just get, get ready to do it. Employers. And here we go. Another daggone report to do. Um, in <laughs> May now, there's one... Thanks, California. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this, this data is important because we have to start paying people livable wages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, either way, the data is very important to have. And hopefully um this bill is signed or some form of it but you would think that um some of this data has already been tracked hmm. it is it is it's um there's a report that comes out there's a that, that report that you're talking about it's voluntary it has not been um compulsory like now it's going to become it's it's i do it every year I honestly do do it every year, but now you have to do it. Oh. So they, they'll send it to you either by email, get a phone call from this agency. I've forgotten their name. They call you and then they mail, they confirm who their HR person is and they send it in the mail and you do it if you want to, if you don't want to, if not, it wasn't compulsory, but it is going to, I, what they're saying now is it's going to be required. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So and yeah, all this stuff is already managed, um, um, Javette, in in the HRIS system. You have to make sure you have your people's EEOIC, EEO information, mm. and and track it. So it's it's there. It won't be hard. Okay. So, uh, Senate, the California governor, has until September 30 to sign or veto the bill. According to Los Angeles Times, he has not publicly made his stance known on the bill. So. It's going to pass. I have no question. It's going to pass. It's going to pass? Okay. Governor mm-hmm. Newsom is very poor employee, like the rest of his people. They are. Yeah. i tell you something. 1172. I look out for it. Yeah. 1162. SB 1162. i tell you something. Um, if companies were doing right by their employees, I don't think this would be an issue. It, would be, it wouldn't even have to exist. Right? But I'm I'm sure it is stemming from a tumultuous number of complaints and grievances that are being aired, you know, so they're like, okay, we got to do something about it. Is it something I would like to see have a ripple effect across the country? Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's more work for HR, but unfortunately, so it's needed. Yeah. I I can tell you in the accounting world, Mm -hmm. so Robert Half puts out a pay scale template or um, pamphlet like every year so I've always given it to my fellow employees so they can request because in, the other thing in some of these companies is if you don't open your mouth mm-hmm. and say I've done X Y and Z and I've you know searched around and the pay scale is 
for my position in this city is X, Y, and Z, they'll just keep paying you your 1% increase, your 2% increase. <laughs> Sometimes you have to open your mouth and show them proof of what you're worth. Right. So I do appreciate that from Robert Half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That, that is good. That is appreciative. All right. We use that. We use the one from Robert Half. We use the one from Spectra. We use it from Agilon all of them so yes that is absolutely fantastic that's but you're that one huh javet you're the one telling all them people but it's all right good for you 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 know you know i'm looking out for my people though right okay yeah javet be like girl you better get your coins i am exactly and i'm not afraid to say it don't let them shortchange your bag. <laughs> oh my gosh. So our next story, courtesy of Al Jazeera, seized Trump documents showed foreign nations nuclear capability. A document describing a foreign government's military defenses, including its nuclear capabilities, was found in the FBI's search last month of former U.S. President Donald Trump's Florida home. And this is according to a report in the Washington Post. The U.S. newspaper, which cited people familiar with the matter, did not identify the foreign government discussed in the document, nor did it indicate whether the foreign government was friendly or hostile to the United States. Trump representatives and the Justice Department did not immediately respond to requests for comment from the Reuters news agency. The FBI recovered more than 11 thousand government documents and photographs during its august 8th search of trump's mar-a-lago estate and this is according to court records according to the post report some of the seized documents detailed top secret u.s operations that required a special clearances beyond top secret clearance some of the documents are so restricted that even some of the Biden administration's most senior national security officials were not authorized to review them, the Post said. National Intelligence Director Avril Haines said late last month she would conduct a classification review of the documents seized by investigators during the search of Mar-a-Lago, as well as an intelligence community assessment of the potential risk to national security that would result from the disclosure of the relevant documents. The U.S. Justice Department is investigating Trump for removing government records from the White House after he left office in January 2021 and keeping them at his Florida estate. Trump and his allies have denied any wrongdoing, saying at various times that some documents may have been inadvertently removed from the White House or claiming that Trump had already declassified the documents. On Monday, a federal judge agreed to Trump's request to appoint a special master to review records seized in the FBI search, a move that is likely to delay the Justice Department's criminal investigation. This man swear he's still uh, the president, um, the sitting president. <laughs> and they're allowing him to do I am that. Why are they allowing him to do that? <laughs> I think this is like Luna Tune Avenue. Is this for real, Sonat? Is this for real? 
I think I'm watching a movie. I'm sorry. I am so over this dude and his allies and the government. I am so over them all. So this is just another way to slow down the process of locking this man up. Diaper Don. I swear. I'm sure his le I hope his legal team is getting paid. Okay? Because they know the law. I need you know what? We need them. We need them. Exactly. We need them. Every police case we have, we need them. Okay? Any unlawful arrests, we need them. Oh my God. He has the best I, around I really him. have to I, I really have to research and see who these people are because I've never actually taken the time to do it. But I really need to see who these people are. We need to get a Groupon page or a GoFundMe page <laughs> that every black person in this country put some money in so we can hire these dudes when something come up. They're the best. Seriously, I am so over them. Wow. <laughs> cracking up because what else can i do but laugh at this whole fiasco it's like a circus and he's the main clown and everybody around him is a puppet on a string he has everybody wrapped around his little itsy bitsy pin pinky finger <laughs> oh jesus what on earth what is he doing with these documents? Over 11,000 documents? What the hell? What on earth? I told you that man think he, he's still the president. He's still the sitting president. Oh my gosh. Cool, cool. I'm telling you guys, if y'all go back and see the documentaries on Hitler, Trump is his twin. I'm telling you, just go back. And even if you listen to one story, this is his twin. It's amazing. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember the Bantifa room I was in the other day? The room is called, the club is called Bantifa, and they were talking about fascism. Wow. Case, that's him. It's wow. like, here's a definition of fascism. Here is Donald Trump and his cronies. So yes, I agree with you. I like you said his crony. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sick of him. But he likes it. He likes the um the attention. He loves it. It makes him feel <laughs> I don't know, powerful? I don't know. He cuckoo. He cuckoo. Our next story, courtesy of BBC News, U.S. bars advanced uh, tech firms from building China factories for 10 years. U.S. tech companies that receive federal funding will be barred from building advanced technology facilities in China for 10 years, the Biden administration has said. The guidelines were unveiled as part of a $50 billion plan aimed at building up the local semiconductor industry. Or is it semi? 
semiconductor industry. It comes as business groups have pushed for more government support in an effort to reduce reliance on China. They are faced with a global microchip shortage that has slowed production. We're going to be implementing the guardrails to ensure those who receive chips funds cannot compromise national security. They are not allowed to use this money to invest in China. They cannot develop leading edge technologies in China for a period of 10 years. And this is according to U.S. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. Companies who receive the money can only expand their mature node factories in China to serve the Chinese market. The U.S. and China are locked in a long-running dispute over trade and technology. In August, U.S. President Joe Biden had signed a law committing $280 billion to high-tech manufacturing and scientific research amid fears that the U.S. is losing its technological edge to China. The investments include tax breaks for companies that build computer chip manufacturing plants in the U.S. The U.S. currently produces roughly 10% of the global supply of semiconductors, which are key to everything from cars to mobile phones, down from nearly 40% in 1990. The Chinese embassy in Washington had opposed the semiconductor bill, calling it reminiscent of a Cold War mentality. Some U.S. Um, chip makers are already experiencing the impact of Washington's crackdown on selling U.S. tech to China. Earlier this month, NVIDIA and AMD were told by U.S. officials to stop the sale of artificial intelligence chips to China. Dan Ives of Wedbush Securities called the restrictions a gut punch for NVIDIA. This is really a shot across the bow at China, and it's really going to fan those flames in terms of geopolitical tensions. Hmm. <sighs> geopolitical wars, they will never stop. Um, I do have a question, though. Why is it that um, we shrunk from 40% global supply to 10%? What caused that shift, right? They don't want to pay. They send the work overseas so they can pay less. Yeah. But you know what? Let me let me drink water and mind my business. I ain't got that time. I don't even have a <laughs> whew, I can't even spell their level of money. So you know what? Let me mind my business. Um Barack and Michelle Obama will be returning to the White House for the unveiling of official portraits. The story courtesy of CNN. Former President Barack Obama and former First Lady Michelle Obama. They're, they will visit the White House today for the unveiling of their official White House portraits, marking the return of a Washington tradition last celebrated 10 years ago. Wow. The pieces which will hang inside the White House for decades to come are the first official portraits added to the White House collection since then President Obama held an emotional bipartisan unveiling ceremony for George W. Bush and Laura Bush back in 2012. 
Wednesday's ceremony in the East Room marks a rare occasion for a celebration among two presidential administrations inside 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, where President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden are expected to convene a who's who of administration officials past and present from the unique vantage point of having served in both. It was in the same room Obama awarded Biden a surprise presidential medal of freedom in 2017, a terrorist ceremony, excuse me, that reflected the two men's deep mutual respect. While both like to play up their relationship in public, there are limits to their friendship, officials have said. And of course, I would imagine that. Um, <laughs> when is, <laughs> you know what I mean, stop. Um, look forward to um, Donnie throwing a temper tantrum. Was his put up? I don't think his is up there yet, but I um, look forward to him having a spasm. <laughs> Oh my gosh, those were our stories out of North America. We're going to take another quick music break. When we return, we have business intact. <laughs> Stay tuned. There is Gwen Stefani with a rich girl. Hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday here on Coffee and Toe. And that means you're going to be hearing songs from female solo acts or female lead singers in a group. Today we're doing it in punk rock style. She works the night by the water. She's gone astray so far away from her father's daughter. She just wants her life for a baby. All on her own, no one will come She's got to save him Daily struggle She tells him, ooh, love No one's ever gonna hurt you, love I'm gonna give you all of my love Nobody matters like you Stay up there, Stay She tells up there. him, your life Ain't gonna be nothing 
see and know that you really care Cause any obstacle come you well preparing No mama you never shed tear Cause you upset things year after year And you give the youth love beyond compare You find the school fee and the bus fare Mmm, I when the pops disappear In a wrong bar, can't find him nowhere Steadily your workflow, everything you know So you're not stop, no time, no time for your dear Now she got a six year old Trying to keep him warm Trying to keep all the To all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and of course, everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our reviews. Here's a little more from Pink. You gotta try. Not sure whose um, version is better. Hers or Tassan Chance? But regardless, the message is the same. Because you get burned doesn't mean you're gonna die. You just gotta get up and try, try, try. Coming up after this, we have In My Opinion, followed by Business and Tech News. Thank you, Pink, for the message and the music. Let it be a reminder that 
Life is not going to be easy. No one ever promised us an easy life. If they did, they lied to you. You're going to be hit with bumps and bruises. You're going to come across obstacles, challenges, and hurdles. But let them shape us. Let us build up our mental fortitude, our resilience, and our determination to succeed, especially if it's for our best, right? Um, And I think as we meander and as we make it through and as we navigate and overcome and you know, we cannot forget to celebrate each and every win, no matter how small you think those wins are. Celebrate you for overcoming. Yeah, dust your shoulders up and, you know, shoulders up and back and chest out, chin up and face it. All right. Celebrate you. Don't forget that. And remember, not because it burns doesn't necessarily mean you're going to die. All right. And now it's time for In My Opinion, which we haven't done for a while. This, in my opinion, is courtesy of Jared Cena for CNN Business Perspectives. Americans should be able to marry whoever they choose, but some senators do not support protecting that right. So who is Jared Cena? He's chief business affairs and legal officer at Match Group. The opinions expressed in this commentary are his own, not those of JanoRadio.com, not those of QMZRadio.com or Moments With Me Media. One of the most important decisions a person can make in this life is who they choose to marry. It has certainly been my most important and best decision as my wife, whose parents are first-generation immigrants from Mexico City, has had such an immensely positive impact on my life. I have often wondered what would have happened if I had not been able to choose to marry her or to do so in the sacred religious edifice where we did because of unjust laws that once restricted interracial marriage or future changes to laws that could diminish the right to choose who and where and when we marry. It is something I've taken for granted. And it is essential for us to remember that these rights are as fragile as they are important. Indeed, most Americans will never understand the trauma that interracial and LGBTQIA couples endure, from the sideways glances to the senseless slurs, even though our laws have been interpreted by courts to protect these marriages. I can only imagine how painful it must be for many of these couples to, pre- to wonder whether their relationships are at risk subject to the whim of a future Supreme Court decision. Just as I would hope that my religious right to choose where to marry is respected and my interracial marriage is upheld, we must ensure the same is true for our LGBTQIA plus friends and family, neighbors, and co-workers, unless everyone's right to marriage is protected through bipartisan legislation. No marriage is safe. Now, Our elected leaders have an opportunity to do just that, to protect everyone's right to marriage by passing the Respect for Marriage Act in the Senate. This legislation would protect marriages regardless of sex, race, ethnicity, or national origin, 
by requiring them to be recognized under federal law if they were legal in the state in which they occurred. The House of Representatives recently passed the proposed legislation with bipartisan support, and it is my sincere hope that the bill will enjoy broad backing from across the political spectrum when it is under consideration in the Senate. It is encouraging to see that senators on both sides of the aisle are working tirelessly to secure the votes to pass this important bill. We applaud them for their courage and leadership on this issue and look forward to working with them to ensure the legislation becomes law. But some senators, including those from Texas, the state I proudly choose to call home and where my employer match group is based, have signaled that they will not vote in support. Every vote counts, and I respectfully urge them to reconsider. At Match Group, we want to be a friend and ally to help people of all backgrounds that find that person who means the most to them, to love and marry as they choose, whether based on their gender, race, religious preference, or creed. And we are proud that our products have enabled millions of marriages and families around the world, including many LGBTQIA families who may not have found each other otherwise. Match Group strongly supports passage of the Respect of Marriage or For Marriage Act and will launch a nationwide campaign on Tinder this week alongside the Human Rights Campaign to spotlight many of the amazing couples who met on our platforms and to urge the Senate to pass this bill. We remain committed to doing everything we can to ensure that no American is wondering whether they're right to be their authentic selves and love whom they love will one day be taken away. And this affects all of us. Every single one of us, this affects us all. Right? Emma, go ahead, Sonette. Go right ahead. So do you know why? I understand why he's putting it out. With the, um, with the turnover of Roe v. Wade by the Supreme Court, one of the cases that was mentioned in, um, in turning over Roe v. Wade was a case called Ogelfeld. I think it's versus a state, I can't remember which state, but that case if they go after it next, which is what they were basically saying, will eliminate gay marriage. Mm -hmm. So this bill will protect it even if the Supreme Court overturns it. Right. Right. So, yeah. Good luck to him. Good luck, indeed. Good luck. Especially if, um, let's see what happens in November. And then in 2024. But, and it will trickle down to minorities. Can you imagine? You meet the love of your life. Yeah, go ahead, Sonette. No, you go ahead. I'm I'm so sorry. You were saying. Um, But his bill is not just, it's not just protecting gay marriage. It's protecting marriage for all. So um, they didn't go after um, the loving case, which is where black, and white people couldn't be married or interracial marriages were allowed. They didn't mention that one in there because, of course, who's who's the judge on that who's who's doing it is the one who's married to a white woman. So he's not going to go for that. I'm talking about Justice Thomas, if that's unclear. I'm not going to be subtle. Right. Anyway, 
Um, so this bill would also protect that should when Thomas leaves the, the, um, the Supreme Court, the other people, which I hope they get more liberal on there, but the other people could decide to say, you know what, Loving can go too, because if they're going for Ogofell, they're going to go for Loving after that. Right. And that's just, so that's my opinion. So this bill will protect all marriages. Yes. If, and anyone you choose to marry. I, it's, it's an interesting bill and I, and I, I wish, I wish the proposal luck. Yeah. I'm done speaking. I'm sorry. I will not cut you off anymore. No, 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 no. You're fine, Sinet. You're fine. You're fine. Great points. Great points. So imagine you meeting the love of your life, who is not a black person, could be from any race, and then you're told you're there making plans, you're going to build a family, rada, 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 and then you're told, oh, sorry, can't do that in the U.S., not allowed. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't care how much you love each other. I don't care how much you think that person is the person for you. Nope, stick to your own kind. That's pretty much what would be happening. You're being told to stick to your own kind. <laughs> but what would be interesting is, <laughs> oh, you know what, let me not go down that rabbit hole. Let me stay out of that one. If that were to happen, you may have to consider leaving the country altogether and going elsewhere where people don't care what you look like. You're free to love whom you choose freely build your families, have lasting relationships. How dare you tell me who to love? Ew. Don't, don't, does everyone see that we're going backwards? Yes, we are. We're, we're going backwards. I don't understand why. I don't know if the earth shifted on some type of axis that we can't see. A X I S S axis. That's that's what I mean. Yes. I, I it it it's 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 wow. It's just every morning I wake up. It's just astounding. Yeah. We have so many other things that we can put our energy into, mm -hmm. and you want to tell me who. I can sleep with, who I can eat with, who I can date. I, I, I mean, what else they trying to, oh, when, if I don't want to have a child, you know, if I do want to have a child, I mean, what else is there? Every, everything. It's, soon it's going to be what color underwear. I'm not going to be able to walk around naked in my own house anymore. You know, what's next? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because you're absolutely right. They want, everybody wants full autonomy over us. We can't, you know what? Yeah, I said I was going to stay out of the rabbit hole. Let me stay out of there. Um, <sighs> Time for business and tech news. What to expect at Apple's far out iPhone 14 event. Oh, it's time for an upgrade again. <laughs> Liking it. Apple is expected to debut its iPhone 14 lineup at the company's annual September keynote event today. 
The product event, which has been teased with a far-out tagline, will take place at Apple's Cupertino, California. Did I say that right, Sonette? Cupertino? Cupertino. Okay, thank you. Cupertino, California headquarters. And will be live-streamed on Apple's website and social media channels. This year's invitation featured a night sky with a constellation of stars forming the Apple logo, leading some to speculate that there will be major camera upgrades on iPhones to allow for better nighttime or long-distance photography. But in typical Apple fashion, the tech giant was sparse on details as it builds up excitement and urges customers to tune in on the big day the event will kick off at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern on wednesday and cnn business will carry live coverage of it and here is a look at what to expect from ceo tim cook and his team so Apple is expected to go big with the iPhone 14, literally. It's rumored that it will debut a 6.7-inch phone that's not a pro model, meaning it will have the bigger screen size, but without the higher price tag. The rumor mill also suggests that Apple might ditch its cheaper mini-sized iPhone in the 14 lineup so that they don't compete with iPhone SE sales. Forecasts point to the latest Pro model being slightly slimmer and the much-disliked notch around the front-facing camera system to be absent in the new iPhone models. Apple Watches are also getting excited about a potential major camera quality upgrade with the iPhone 14, possibly one that can shoot 8K video. If this happens, it could be among the biggest changes to the iPhone's camera quality to date. How Apple will price the iPhone 14 is already shaping up to be a test as broader economic conditions for both the tech sector and consumers have entered choppy waters. A handful of analysts have already forecast slight price hikes for the latest and greatest iPhone model. My expectation is that Apple will probably have to nudge prices up, Ben Wood, chief analyst at market research firm CCS Insight, told CNN Business ahead of the event. Currently, the regular None mini iPhone 13 starts at $799. The iPhone 13 Pro starts at $999. And the iPhone 13 Pro Max starts at $1099. Some analysts are predicting a $100 price hike on that. Yeah, okay. But given the strain consumers are facing, he thinks Apple will also do everything they can to make that as minimal as possible. This could mean offering attractive trade-in bonuses, payment installment plans, and other offers. I'm going to say this about Apple. People will go hungry first before they pass up an Apple phone. I'm going to just say that. The sacrifices we make. Let, let, me, let me just say that I'm an Apple user. I was a droid. I do like the connectivity of all the different Apple products, but Apple has been triggering me the past couple of years. They're reminding me of when I was in college and every year, you know, the textbook 
changed the cover, you know, and it went up $100. It was the same exact textbook, but all they did was change the cover and raise the book to $100. That's, that's, that's what I'm getting from Apple these days. Uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. And you know, they make just minor changes, right? Just minor changes, but you're right. Let me ask a question. Is there anyone in the room who has both an Android and an Apple product? How do they compare, especially the cameras? How do they compare? And they're the same. Really? Okay. Yeah, if you, if you have like a... A Samsung, one of the latest Samsung and and, and thing. They're, 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 the qualities are are pretty much the same. Um, overall, overall, what I what I always tell people like Apple is not worried about the product. They're selling a lifestyle because, like, say for instance, right? I have an iPad, and the iPad. If you have an iPhone, you don't need an iPad. My daughter has a Samsung um, Galaxy tablet that outperformed my iPad. But it's just that I have everything Apple, you know. And I just I, I just love Apple. I, I wouldn't switch it. But I've come across a lot of other stuff that outperform Apple. And, you know, we Apple users that love Apple would just stick to it because they're selling something else they they got us and all this technology yeah they got us they uh, one thing i could they, they got me from the laptop i think they have the best when it comes to like, like um computers but when it comes to to phone and tablets and stuff like that they're not the best but when it comes to computers they're the best so um and for my, my job I, I i need a computer so they already sold me on that and the connectivity as uh, javet said just worked flawless with everything but when it comes to like when i want to do stuff for my ipad and stuff sometimes i want to throw it away but, <laughs> <laughs> but trust me um i will be looking into the iphone 14 yeah i'm, I'm gonna be looking into it too so i have the 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 uh 13 pro max that's what i have um i think three of us have that yeah three of us in here have that i like it i do now the iPad I use I can't so it depends on what you're doing Dre if you're do if you're doing graphics you can't do everything on your iPhone right you do need the iPad or a desktop right and I tell you something the iPad takes you so far you still have to end up on a desktop sometimes depending on what you're doing now for me because of what I do um i use multiple apps so everything sometimes if you know if i'm on the road and i get an idea i can start the process on the iphone right and then i will get home and i can continue on the ipad especially if i there are some things that i do that where i use up to four or five different apps just to put one thing together so it makes it easier for me that way and then once i have everything loaded into one thing then i can finish up on a desktop but um yeah I, i'm an addict I, I i'm willing to confess i'm an apple addict i've always been i did try being a droid person didn't work out i had withdrawal symptoms i was itching and scratching um yeah i almost had a breakdown went back to the apple life 
So, yes, I'm an addict. My name is Moments. <laughs> I'm an addict. My name is Wayne Spence. <laughs> <laughs> um, I already set my timer, my notification, um, so I don't miss this um, presentation. I like to, I like to, I like to watch it live. Yeah, I like to watch the summary of what other people are saying. Um, I'm expecting a lot uh, because right now, as I said, I'm on the, I'm on the the border right now of actually breaking this addiction <laughs> starting starting next month don't do it see what, i want to see what they have to offer um the connectivity is something i love because i was downstairs in my studio and i had to send an image to my um my mac mini um, eardrop that's yeah. the thing i think i would i would miss the most is eardrop from my phone to my um uh, to my desktop as far as the cameras are concerned uh for the longest if you're going to be on an android the Pixel experience way surpassed Samsung experience or ADN experience because that is um pure Android without all the um bloatware on it. Uh, so Pixel camera was always the best camera for a long time, and then Apple finally um caught up to them. So I, I, I'm waiting, and they say that there's gonna be some kind of subscription program where you don't gotta buy the phone outright. You could actually just subscribe to the phone mm-hmm. and um. That way is gonna make it more affordable um, for all these um, folks out there. But as um, I don't know what Dre that says, it's a lifestyle. It is. People feel like they, you know, back in the day when we used to have pager, <laughs> that 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 you could not see, that you could not, see, you only had a number on it. And they were the way you see folks that had the pager that had the actual word in, man, you feel like, oh my gosh, they made it. And then from that, you know. They start moving to BlackBerry. They were like, oh my, I got to get a BlackBerry. Oh, I had that so too. It, it, yes. It's, it's a lifestyle, man. And um, I'm going to break my addiction. Even if I come, even if I relapse. <laughs> You're going to relapse. Addiction. You're going to relapse. You're going to relapse. Well, what, what I say is they, they, they nail the lifestyle marketing. Because when I look at other companies, like say Philips that makes TVs and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And if, if Philips make, and we know they make good electronics, right? Yeah. If they make a phone, I am not buying it. I just because I only see them as this company that make TV and all that and, and stereos and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if 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 even Samsung, if they make certain things, I'm just not gonna buy it. If Apple make a car, I'm buy the damn car. You, you you know, so they 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 nail the marketing and not just focusing on the product. You. They, they they just nail it. They they sell you a lifestyle and whatever they do. Once you locked in, you you're gonna support them. And the and, and I just is, love how they nail that marketing. They they they, they got it. They will repackage an old idea from from Android. I make you seem like I make you seem like it is brand new. This is the first time. This is the greatest thing ever. Yes. And we all fought for it. Yes. Yeah. So we are no different from the Starbuckies, right? Those who can't do without their Starbucks. Even though we know the coffee's trash. Hey. Hey, hey, Dre. Hey, Dre. Can you back channel me that um, Samsung Galaxy thing your daughter have? Because I think I'm going to switch from my iPad mini. Oh. Yeah, I will, I'll, I'll send it to you. 
Ew. I mean, I have the watch. I have the phone. Okay. I can't use the computer because my Excel skills trying to figure out my formulas using the Apple just is too much for me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I don't see myself checking into rehab anytime soon. I don't want rehab unless something um, better comes to light. It's so funny. So my mom finally has an iPhone. She's been a droid. Finally has an iPhone along with still having an Android. And up to yesterday, she's like, how do I do this? And I'm going through with her. She still loves her Samsung. Yeah. But I think she's going to be fully converted eventually. Once, and I just have to keep saying her, just practice with it. Practice. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Mm. So, moments. Did yeah. you just see the headline pop up from the New York Times? Which that one? Was just on point. The one that just popped up about, um, oh gosh, I lost it already. No, put it up. Put it up. Put it up. on iPhone. Oh, Pend the link, pin the link, pin the link. <laughs> Here it is. Let me pin it real quick. Yeah. Um, it's the subject title line is ugh, how China has added to its influence over the iPhone. Mm. Let me just copy that if I can, because that would be great if I can do this. Copy. Sorry, real time people. No, 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 you got it. You got it. You I'm, got I'm it. an iPhone. I've had an iPhone from, for a very long time. Oh, when is the event? By the way, I wasn't paying attention. Today, I watching it, but... today, oh, 10 o'clock time. your time. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Um, edit pin link. Um, we should have see, a what watch do I party. Have to do? What's my wonderful schedule like today? <laughs> <laughs> the container store. <laughs> Sonette, let me tell you something. Yeah. Being at home, you're busier than when you go to your nine to five. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. It's yesterday Yikes. was I went to the, I went to IKEA. To, we're still getting little bits and pieces for the kitchen. Um, today I have to go to the container store. Also went to Target yesterday, and I may have to go again today because Target is life. Um, yes, I am one of those people. Target <laughs> is where I spend my time. A lifestyler. That's another lifestyle. It is, it's a, 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 I, I love Target. I love it, and I spend too much money there, but I love it. <laughs> All right, but there's the article, how China has added to the influence over the iPhone. And I mean, I haven't read it yet. So Okay, okay so we're going to read you. it together. Let's read it together. Let's right. read it together. Okay. Okay, Sunet, you're going to have to read it. It's blocking me right now. It you're... won't let you go into the Yeah, it won't let payroll. me go. In. No, it won't let oh, me go. man. You can't find my pa- find the password fast enough. Here we go. No, Let's see. Okay, you go. Go to link. Okay. All right. Um I don't read as well as moments, y'all. Come on. Just he read. Wants to do the same thing to me. Hang on, baby. Here it is. Um, uh, Apple is taking small steps towards India. For the product of its latest iPhone, set for introduction on the Wednesday show, uh, it will be to be, I'm sorry, to make big changes. This fall, Apple will make some of its flagship iPhone outside China for the first time. A small but significant change for a company that has built one of the most sophisticated supply chains in the world with the help of Chinese authorities. But the development of iPhone 14, which is expected to be unveiled on Wednesday, shows how complicated it will be for Apple to truly untangle itself from China. 
More than ever, Apple's Chinese employees and suppliers contributed complex work and sophisticated components for the 15th year of this marquee device, including aspects of manufacturing design, speakers, and batteries, according to four people familiar with the new operations and analysts. As for the results, the iPhone has gone from being a product that is designed in California and made in China to one that is creation that that is at creation of both countries. The critical work provided by China reflects the country's advancements over the past decade and a new level of involvement for Chinese engineers in the development of iPhones. After the country lowered companies of its factories with legions of low-priced workers and unrivaled production capacity, its engineers and suppliers have moved up the supply chain to claim a bigger slice of the money that U.S. companies spend to create high-tech gadgets. The increased responsibilities that China has assumed for the iPhone could challenge Apple's efforts to decrease its dependency on the country, a goal that has taken on increasing urgency amid rising geopolitical tensions over Taiwan and simmering um, concerns in Washington about China's as ascent as technology competitor. Mm. It goes on, period. I'm going to stop for there. But this is the main thing. And I mean, it goes on much longer. Mm. Much, much longer. But you see this. Here we go. We China, Geopolitical issues and China and iPhone now. Mm -hmm. China's, what if, I mean, the most part, I think what y'all heard is that China, if you heard my craziness, is that China is not only just making it, they're also helping design it. Mm. And if they're and that's going to be a problem when they leave. So mm. we can mm. go back to it another time, I guess. But that's yes. the story. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you. Thank you. Wow. Interesting. Geopolitics. Yes. Coming into play in full effect there. You're absolutely right. But oh, before I forget, um, Apple is also rumored to be unveiling new Apple Watch models today. Yay! You didn't forget. You mentioned it. But I, you know I mentioned the story that I wanted to tell you. I you did mention the watch oh, yeah, okay, as well. Okay. Okay. I'm too excited. You, I guess. Have you heard? Check your check the articles when you get a chance to sign into Apple. There was an article the other day about how uh, the I the Apple Watch is becoming. Their people are giving it to their children as little as five. More so than the iPhone. Because they don't have the same level of access, and mm -hmm. the screen is so small, they can't do a lot of things on it. But it's a way to track their children yep. and to give them some access to the to to to, to um to having some sort of connectivity, they can reach them, they can call them on the on the watch. Right? Last um, in it was August, we had a friend visiting from France, and they were making fun. We were all laughing because she goes, Sonette, um Say, uh, so young, so young, give a watch to Olivia. Olivia is in Sydney's class. I'm like, mm. what? She has an Apple Watch now. I'm like, that's that makes no sense. And then, like, a week later, two weeks later, the story came out, and I had to send it to her, like, okay, Liz, check this out. This is really happening. This is not just that family because eh, so young is they got money. Um, but it's not just that family, it's it's happening with. Are people who are my age, a little bit younger, who's have young children because we have to stay connected to our children. Yeah. 
now they're giving that Apple Watch it. But, but that's it. I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm just rambling on. But no, I'm glad you mentioned that because, which leads me to ask this question. Would we prefer to give them the Apple Watch or give them the Apple Tag, put that in their belongings or tag it on somewhere on their person, or give them both? When we think about security. I'm not tagging my kid. Okay. Um, the, the tag, from what I heard, I want Dre to try, chime in, please, if you wouldn't mind. Because what I heard about the tag is it's not direct. Like the, like the watches, it's your watch and you're the one going to find it because it's yours. Right. But the tag, it bounces off everybody else's devices ah. so everybody can find your child. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, so no tag for my, my no, kid. No, no, no My tag. friend still, she said she knew it, but she still did it. She tag, put a tag in, her, in the kid's bag. But I don't want other people to find my my child or to go, oh, what's that tag? Oh, it says Sydney on it. No, thank you. Yeah. Let me tag. I don't I still don't think I'm anywhere near giving her a watch. Absolutely not. Yeah. She already, she already took my iPad away from me. So why should he she have a watch too? I'm done. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I don't like the tag thing. Thanks for breaking that down. I'm not into that. Yeah. No. Go ahead, naturalist. <laughs> For me, the tag have been a lifesaver uh, when it comes to uh, my wallet. Can't find it. And also sometimes, you know, I'm leaving work in a rush and I, I leave my laptop back at work and it's like, you know, by the time you reach, like, maybe a good um, half a mile, it's like you left your laptop behind. And uh, so I personally love it. I was probably tagging kids and tracking kids. My daughter is 22 years old. And I have one policy that says, as long as I'm paying for your phone bill, you're going to leave You're going to leave the tracking device on, on the phone. I'm going to know exactly where you are. Right. And the day you don't want me to want me to follow you or track you, you get your own phone. <laughs> and I'd be surprised. She actually last um two months ago, she went and got her own phone with her own money, and uh, she still left it on. <laughs> so I'm thinking a day sooner or later she might turn it off. But yeah, and I told her, listen, I'm not here to like track your every movement. Right. It's just something if I'm concerned and I haven't heard from you, I say, you know what? Okay, she's right here. At least yeah. I remember one time she was, she was going to work from school and um, the the phone location was not working. And it says she was in the same spot for like a good hour. And this was like early in the morning. And I literally got out of my bed, was getting ready to start driving towards Space University to see. Because to me, it looked like she was in an accident because the tag was just in the same location. And luckily, as we got the door, she finally called. Her phone was died. Her phone had died. But yeah. didn't you have another incident, naturalist, where she left home and was on her way to, um, to back to school, and you hadn't heard from her, and you, oh, am I? Yeah, well, yeah, it was you. Yeah, absolutely. And so she didn't realize that you know we're. I, I don't want to follow nobody. I don't want to track nobody. But we are parents. We we are concerned and. Um, Thank God for technology. It gives us a chance to be with our kids even when we are not. Yeah. And that give us that give us a peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another thing. Tell me I didn't say this. Please tell me I didn't say this. But if I did, I'm going to repeat it. They're also planning to roll out upgraded AirPod Pros. So, um, <clears throat> Marlon, Christmas is coming. I'm giving you some, um, giving you a heads up. Um, so I'm looking toward a new phone. A new watch and new AirPod Pros. All right. Why, why wait till Christmas? Just buy the buy the buy the thing. No. Why wait? Because I want to open something on <laughs> Christmas. 
forget she just had a birthday, right? She just had a birthday like two days ago, maybe three. She just got a whole bunch of presents. She can wait till Christmas. <laughs> Marlon, t- start storing away that allowance, okay, my love? <laughs> the twenty dollars a week. <laughs> He's gotta find a way to get it to get it to, to buy you some expensive gift. <laughs> I don't think it's twenty dollars a week. Gotta. <laughs> Let me leave that man alone before he get off the bike and start at me. <laughs> yeah, so Apple, we're watching. I can't wait. I'm itching right now, just anticipating. We should have a watch party <laughs> for the one o'clock. Oh my gosh, that's serious issues. Serious issues. Is that a rule? Yeah, we're gonna have a watch party. What about Yay! Oh my gosh. Okay, so our next business story. Also, well, courtesy of Al Jazeera, Jewel, and I hope I pronounced it correctly, J-U-U-L, to pay $439 million to settle U.S. e-cigarette marketing probe. E-cigarette maker Jewel Labs, Inc. has agreed to pay $438.5 million to settle claims by 34 U.S. states and territories that it downplayed its products' risks and targeted underage buyers, several states said. As part of the settlement announced on Tuesday, Jewel has agreed to refrain from some types of marketing, including the use of cartoons, product placement, and depictions of users under 35. The deal also includes restrictions on where Jewel products may be placed in stores, age verification on all sales, and limits to online and retail sales. The payout stems from a two-year investigation led by Connecticut, Texas, and Oregon. The $438.5 million will be paid out over a period of six to ten years. Connecticut Attorney General William Tong said Connecticut's first, well, Connecticut's payment of at least $16 million will go towards vaping prevention and education efforts. I'm under no illusions and cannot claim that it will stop youth vaping, Tong said. It continues to be an epidemic. It continues to be a huge problem. But we have essentially taken a big chunk out of what was once a market leader and by their conduct, a major offender. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. I see these kids vaping. You're out and about and you see these, and you're like, aren't these people too young to be already hooked? Yes, they are. All right, we're going to take another quick break. Here is Clean Bandit featuring Demi Lovato. When we return, it is Caribbean Corner. So, no. It's so, 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 so,
quality music while you work or play, don't forget you can log on to www.qmzradio.com. The quality music zone. The music will definitely help you get through your day. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, J-A-H-K-N-O, take us on the go. Thank you so much to everyone who is listening live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Caffeine Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday, and today we're doing it in punk rock style. That's the genre. And of course, only female artists, either solo acts or those who are leading the bands. So we're hearing from Clean Bandit, No Doubt, Gwen Stefani, Pink, yeah. Avril Lavigne is up in the toss too. to get going with Caribbean Corner. And all our stories out of the Caribbean Corner are courtesy of CaribbeanLoopNews.com. First up, CXC concerned about students leaving schools without certification. The Barbados-based Caribbean Examination Council, CXC, Monday, expressed its concern at the great number of students leaving the education system without certification and is moving towards developing a program to deal with the situation. We will continue at the CXC to ensure that a nation that ought to be developed must be fostered through education and training. And we are currently working to ensure that we continue to provide opportunities for students to self-actualize 
and to become their best self. And that's according to CXC Registrar, Dr. Wayne Wesley. We're concerned that there are a great number of students leaving the education system without certification. Consequently, we have designed our Citizenship and Technical Education Certificate, CTEC, which is currently being piloted in Montserrat, some other countries like Jamaica and Guyana. He said CTEC is geared towards inculcating strong moral character and life technical skills that will equip graduates with the skills necessary to perform in society. I'm going to say this. Um, for many years, the CXC and the GCE, GCE is out of um, London, the Cambridge examination. If you want to, um, I think you do the GCE when you're in sixth form to get into university. Okay. All right. That explains that. The CXC is the, for those who are not familiar, it's the examinations you will do when you're leaving fifth form, otherwise known as grade 11. High schools typically go up to grade 11 and you graduate. You decide if you want to go into the work world, you want to go on to sixth form, get into university, get into college, whatever. Um, some schools do maintain a 12th grade, which is referred to as sixth form. What that means is you're extending your, your high school years by two more years. So you have lower sixth form and you have upper sixth form. To qualify, you do have to have a certain number of CXC subjects, all right? So that's just a little insight into how that works, okay? So now I'm going to say this. We have to look at the landscape that we're operating in. This rigid, theory-driven system, I think, is in need of some change, right? There needs to be more emphasis, and I'm not saying a total shift, but there needs to be more emphasis in the practical. How are they able to apply the theory when they get into real world situations? Because the truth is not everyone will be able to get into university or college due to financial constraints. And for those who seek student loans, not everyone will qualify. So we want to ensure that those who are taking the CXC exams, those who are now in the fifth form and are ready to embark on the next journey, which for them is getting out into the work world, how are we preparing them? All this theory that is taught from primary school all the way through, how are they now going to be able to apply to real world situations i think that in the caribbean and i know that it's stemming too from the british system i'm not sure what the british um, school system is like now but it was heavily it's all about theory you study you study till your brain feel like a tug of boss it's just this constant studying to regurgitate and then you're hit with the real world and you're like, okay, wh what is this? The only subjects that I found that were beneficial, um, home economics, for those who are looking to get into um, the 
what you call it, cooking, restaurant, business, that sort of thing, um, or catering. So home economics was good there. Um, needlework to some degree. Uh, those who do Spanish, because of course you practice, and if you're going on to further your studies in that field, yeah. Um, some of the sciences, but even so, it's a lot of studying. Where is the actual doing? And I hope I'm making sense. So could it be that the reason many students are leaving the education system without certification is because, is because everybody doesn't learn theoretically, if that makes sense. Am I making sense? Some of us learn better by doing. So can we have more technical or more hands-on programs or a balance of both? I don't know. And then still have CXC exams based on the practical. Does, am I making sense? Please tell me if I'm not making an ounce of sense. Yeah, and and they, they they take time and remove all the technical the technical high schools, and you know now they are, you know, sending overseas for like engineers and 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 people to do construction, which makes no sense because, you know, the technical high school, you know, prepare a lot of people. Like, I know a lot of people from like um, Saint Andrew Technical and um, Dental and those school went to like UTech at the time. Um, and pursue, you know, stuff like in computer science or, or engineer, engineering, electric, um, electronic engineering and stuff like that. But I don't know why they chose to remove those, the technical high school and, and just focusing on academic now, which, you know, makes no sense because, see, now, now we're stuck. Like, they, they used to have this school, um, um, I can't remember the name of the school, but they, they, they teach mechanic and stuff like that. All of those like places are gone now and now you know like they're they're saying that these young men don't want to do this type of stuff well to be fair like they're the ones that remove the programs you know so now these guys um you know when you were like because we started doing like woodwork and stuff like that like i think in grade eight like you're you know doing woodwork and and would be able to put a bed together and put a chair together and stuff like that but those stuff don't exist anymore so you know, the government, yeah, they, they, they need to do something about that and, and go back to some of those programs that used to work back in the days. Yeah, yeah. Because the truth is, um, James, people who do if um, AC tech, automotive engineers, plumbers, they make a killing. And we have to understand everybody cannot be lawyer and doctor. Everybody can't be that. And I think that that's one of the things that we need to, and I know that's huge in Africa too. No matter how successful you are, in, for example, in Nigeria, no matter how successful you are, you're not a lawyer, you're not a doctor. Abego, rubbish. Right? To the side. You don't get the same amount of respect. And I think that's unfair. You need other careers too. Life does not revolve around just being a lawyer. Right now in Jamaica, you have so many lawyers and some of them can't get no work. 
Now everybody ascend them Pitnafield Glass School of Jamaica now. Everybody a liar now. But, but you know what I realized moments like in it depends on where you are, because in Canada, like especially in Toronto, the trades seem to be like the thing that like because like especially like say like construction, like the the um Portuguese guys, they dominate construction and nobody has money like these guys because if you're if you're gonna finish a basement, you're looking at fifty thousand dollars and one person could just come and say, I'll finish a basement, just give me fifty thousand dollars and they finish it in a couple of weeks and that's fifty thousand dollars going in their pocket, you know. Um a lot of doctors and lawyers, they're not making those type of money that some of these construction guys are making. Because a lot of them are able to do work with a big company and then on the weekends they do their side hustle. You know, because one of my brother works he, he, he works um with the transit and he fix like subway, the subway um carts like air condition and cooling systems. Mm -hmm. And and he he always have side hustle. Like people always have air condition want to, to work and stuff like that. And when he does his side hustle, like on the weekend, that money goes in his pocket, right? Mm -hmm. You don't you don't not in taxes and stuff like that so you know it depends on where you are and he went to um st andrew technical and you know like and it paid off so i think yeah the government need to to look to go back to into technical schools uh, and, and and get these young men because not everybody uh, have the brain to be like doctors and lawyers or accountants people good with their hands you know so they need to get back to, to that yeah and it's a matter of finding out what someone enjoys doing, right? Because we all know the saying, you do what you enjoy, you never work a day in your life, right? You have to figure out what drives and motivates what are, you know, because it's sad. I saw the video where the, a couple months back with the little children and uh, <laughs> the one said when he grows up, he want to be a scammer. It's a shame. It's funny, but it's not funny. It is a shame that that is the mindset. Because that's what they see as opportunity. When there are legitimate ways to make a damn good income, quite frankly, anything to do with your hands. I remember a couple months back, the electrical outlet on our back patio wasn't working. So the electrician was across the street at our neighbor's house doing some, um, installing some electrical outlets outside. So he came over. I think he's Jamaican too just it didn't even take him 15 minutes not even to switch out the socket do you know how much that bill was take a while guess just to switch out a socket 250 thank you 15 minutes Wait. at work am i right you're right I am. I need to play the lottery for real, yo. Fifteen minutes of work, bam, just like that, done. How much was it? I didn't hear. Two fifty. Okay, I was going to say two hundred. Right. Had somebody come to look at the dishwasher because it wasn't draining. Right. I screamed at the kids, of course, because it's their fault. How on God's earth you get a top from a, a, a soda can in the dish? washer i don't know but let's talk about that bill didn't even take 30 minutes bop, bop, bop. no i have the skilly bang song in my head bop, 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 bop. done not even 30 minutes and you're gonna push book 
down pitney throat 24 7 and not realizing that not all children are inclined to be theoretically driven ac tech make them come look for your thermostat as them step through your front door eighty dollars they go up the steps another eighty dollars to touch the thermostat bam another eighty dollars them not touch it yet to fix it and this is south florida you need your ac listen moments you don't have a separate home warranty plan do we i need to check i think we do i don't remember i gotta go check <laughs> i know we it's have structural I think I know we have structure. I need to go have, look at the paperwork. I, yeah, I have a step. I have a separate one for all those little things: electrical, plumbing. Um, you can get it for your garage door. You can get it for your stove and your oven and washing machine. I have all of that. I pay like seventy-five dollars a month, and every time they come, it's seventy-five dollars. Listen. Let me tell you something. Thank you for letting tell, reminding me. I need to go look in the paperwork. But let me say this. If your children are not the bookworm type, stop shoving it down their throats. Find something that they're good with with their hands and get them into that kind of program. They will never go hungry. Kind of remind me of the one that I saw um, where... The parent has, the mother has three boys, one doctor, one lawyer, the other one is a thief. And everybody said, why don't you put out the thief? That's pure worthlessness. You have the doctor and you have the lawyer. Get rid of the other one. Them just worthless. So you know what the parent said? No, 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 no. Me have to keep that one because the other two are not a job. The thief are the one that keep we going. Wow. <laughs> But that is to say, we have to be practical with our children. Each child has a different talent. Find that talent, hone that talent, and they will be successful because you're believing in them and they appreciate your believing in them. I'm going to say it again. Everybody can be a liar and doctor, everybody can be an accountant. If everybody is liar and doctor and accountant, who is going to fix the plumbing? Who is going to fix your AC? Who is going to do your electrical work for you? Who is going to build your cabinetry? Oh, don't let's not talk about kitchen cabinets. They're like buying a whole damn house. You are so right. And I miss the men that knew how to use their hands. <laughs> <laughs> Right. For stuff around the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. I know what you mean. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I know you're no, dead, dead serious. serious. Okay, let me stop laughing. Let me be serious. But think about it. Yeah. All right. We need everybody, right? We need everybody. So, oh, here's an update to the police. The Amber Alert we had the other day that went off. Um, the Florida police believe the kidnapped six-year-old is in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement, this just came in about an hour ago. 
has put out an amber alert for six-year-old Jorge Jojo Morales, who they believe is now in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Jojo was picked up from his home in Miami on August 27 by his father, Jorge Gabriel Morales, who is 45, and his paternal grandmother, Lilian. They failed to return him home in keeping with a court order. Jojo's mother, Yanet Concepcion, told NBC6, I would never have thought something like this would happen to me. It's like the biggest nightmare a mother can have. The U.S. Virgin Islands Police Department said there is information that Jorge Morales may be in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. If seen or if anyone knows the whereabouts of him, they're to get in touch with 911. Um, Jojo is three feet tall, 50 pounds, with brown hair and eyes. He is autistic, and police said he might be in need of assistance. I'm going to say something here. What's happening in the relationship between the mother and the father? For the father to snatch that child and end up in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Something is going on. Something is going on. Is that child used as used as a negotiation tool? Is that child used as collateral? Meaning, you cannot see my child. It's always my child, right? You cannot see my child unless you do X, Y, Z. Could it be the other party is frustrated at, at their wit's end and feel as though they're being shut out of their child's life? They may feel their child is being used as a ransom. A lot of times when you see fathers removing children and getting away, a lot of times there is more to the story than them just trying to snatch the child and be vindictive. Unfortunately, we've seen this unfold many times. And that's why I'm saying that. That's why I'm alluding to that. When you get down to the nitty-gritty of the situation, the mother has been denying the father access to the child in exchange for money. I hope that's not the case here. I hope this man is just wrong, wrong, wrong on every level. But co-parenting needs to be something that is discussed even before you lie down with the man and decide to have sex with the man or with the woman. Let us put some situations in place and let's see how we seek to resolve certain things because there is no guarantee that you're going to be with the mother or the father of your child but what is going to happen should be in the best interest of the child not either party's selfish desires not anyone trying to be vindictive and then the child gets caught up in the middle so, ladies and gentlemen, before we indulge in sexual pleasure, unprotected sexual pleasures, understanding the risk that one could become pregnant and a child could be come out of this, what are the what-ifs? What if we break up? What's going to happen? How will we co-parent effectively to the benefit of the child? 
and stick to these conversations. Don't change it midway. Thank you. The child. Yeah, but the vindictiveness sometimes come when the relationship is done. So starting on the relationship, you can discuss all those things. And when the relationship is over, it's a total different story because the emotions and all of those things kick in. Good point. Is that... Go is ahead, Javed. Because you, is that because you weren't authentic in the conversation from the start? Or just uh, that that could be one of the thing where the the person is not authentic from the start, you know. But then you know, like a lot of people don't know how they re they will react really when they're faced with the situation at hand, you know. I don't think anyone in um, well, some people just vindictive altogether, but I don't think a lot of people like uh, set out to to be that way until when the relationship over and whosoever put leave a bitter taste in someone else's mouth and they want to get back to get back the other person and they just disgust each other and there's just so many dynamics it's easier said than done you know but i've seen people that keep it 100 you know from whatever they say from the get-go when the relationship end they try to uphold that the best they can and some people just don't work out that way Okay. You ever come out to a relationship yet? I was like, God damn, I never expect all of this from this person. It happens. <laughs> it happens. But at what point do you put your big draws on and think about the child? You see, we're still, because what's happening is we're focusing on self. Oh, the person did this to me. Okay, fine. The person did this to you. You did this to the person. Can we focus on the child yes that's why we have the courts the court the court the court and i will say to any male and any female don't argue with anybody just take it to the court as long as you know you're doing what you're doing don't afraid to take it to the courts men you're the first man i've heard say that <laughs> yeah I, I i know i said listen i as 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 a man, I testify that I wanted nothing to do with the court system. Nothing. If one of my friends gets in a trouble and they want me to come testify, I'll be like, no, I don't want to go in there. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want have nothing to do with that. But when it comes to my daughter, I'm like, you know what, man, screw that. If I have to go to the courts. I'm going to the court. I'm not arguing with anybody. I, I, I'm just not doing it. I'm just going to go to the court because I know I'm doing what I'm doing the right way. So, hey, I go to the court. If it don't work out in my favor the first time, I'm going again and I'm going again and I'm going again until I get what I want. Be relentless. I'm going to say this. Men. If you and your partner, whether it was your spouse or just your um, live-in partner, part ways. See to it. Don't wait for the court. Of course, you're going to go to court to establish your parental responsibilities and rights, right? Something you should do before, <laughs> you know, you even get down that road if you're not married, especially. 
But here's what I would recommend. One thing, and I'm sure there are going to be many other recommendations, but here's one thing I'm going to recommend. Even though the court has not yet come into play and say you need to pay this amount in child support, pay child support, but not in cash. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Get you a money order. If it's $100 a week or you're going to give $400 a month or whatever, you pay that. Don't, do not direct, don't go to bank and put no cash in the woman account. Do not sell cash, none of that. You see to it that you do a money order or a check, bank check, not your personal check. Not your company check. Use an instrument from a financial institution. Fill that thing out. Keep your copies. Keep your records. Right? Quick fix. Let 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 let, let give some of the men men them a quick fix. That that work. But like for me, I'm not good with paperwork. Keeping a track with checks and things. So what I did, I got me uh I opened a bank account. I got a debit, I get the debit card, I give it to my baby mother. I don't even have a, I, I don't even have a, a, a copy of that debit card. I don't even have one for myself. And I hook it to my, my, my regular bank account that I use and I just transfer the money in there. And every time the money goes in there, it is recorded. I get the bank statement and everything. So the bank statement is there to show Every single time money goes into that account. Okay, good. And that account is just for my that account is for my daughter. I I don't even the only access I have to it is just transferring money in there. I don't even have a card for myself. Okay, good. And she know where to get the money. She she don't have to call me or anything. You good. call me, uh, the money is there. Leave good. me alone. Good. Oh oh, I got a better solution. Let's go. Do you want to hear my, do you want to hear my solution? Yes. Well, my solution is to, to not break up, just stay together. It's actually cheaper. <laughs> no, seriously, it, listen, it's a, it's a lot cheaper to stay, like, to stay together. Just make it work just to save money, for real. Like, listen, uh, oh my <laughs> gosh. One, one of my friends gave me that advice, and it's, it's a big fact. But let me ask you something, Teflon. Are you willing to stay in a relationship for the sake of saving money, for the sake of that peace of mind aspect, that little aspect, right? And deny yourself true happiness, the opportunity of being truly free and truly happy. You're going to live in misery just to save that coin. I don't know. I lift my hat to you, which makes me wonder about so many re marriages out there, why they break up after 24 years. Is it then that it, we're only there for the children? Yeah, well, um, I mean, if it's if it's that bad, then yeah, obviously leave. But I think most relationships are, um, are, um, I can't find a word, workable. Or, but I, I reckon a lot of breakups, yeah, are, like, is, are fixable and um, people just give up too easily. So, I mean, if it's really, really that bad and it's, if it's very toxic and you've tried counselling and you've tried everything, then obviously, by all means. But um, if it's fixable, 
Um, don't give up. Just <laughs> save money and just try and work it out. I mean. Okay. All right, fellas. That's another one. All right, but um, yeah. Try to. <laughs> A peace of mind is worth more than you will pay in money. <laughs> that's true. Oh, Todd. Oh, that's so true. I don't know. I think peace of mind is huge for me. Uh, that's for me. Um, ladies, and I'm going to say this, and you know, this is just not even touching on the tip of the iceberg or anything, but I'm going to say this. If you have a man in your life who is a good father, a damned good father, but things did not work out for the two of you, do not make his life miserable and complicated by putting the children in the mix and creating unnecessary drama where the children are concerned don't do that if you have a man that comes to you and says here here is six hundred dollars here is a thousand whatever it's there picks up the kids takes care of those children wants them is heavily involved shows up and shows out don't drag him through hell don't do that to him it's not fair because you will take a perfectly good man and turn him into a wretch for somebody else Facts. and that's not fair it's not fair to the next woman and it's not fair to him because it didn't work out for you you are going to exercise what it says in the bible hell hath no fury like a woman scorned And don't take his entire paycheck if you know he really doesn't make any money. Yes, I know the kids need money. Yes, I know that babies can't be raised on air. But if he's not making any money, he can't take the whole paycheck. Come on now. Y'all both had a part to play in this. So don't stop him from visiting his child just because he doesn't make enough money. Facts. Can I chime in for a second? Yes, Ojada, come on in. Yeah. So this is, a, uh, to me, this is a broad subject right here because in the grand scheme of things, like Javette just said, you're taking all his paycheck and that, that person is going to need funds to survive. Now, when you take all his paycheck, you're, you're perpetuating the... Um, the circumstance where he's going to have to go to jail because he can't pay child support. Now you're going to say there, you know, other women are going to say there's no good men out there. All this other, it leads into all these other things to where it caught all of them avoided if both of you were amicable about the situation in the first place. I mean, it's, it's such a broad subject that it, one just, to me, one leads into another. Yes. Yes. And I'm glad you're still on air that people are hearing this. Yes. It takes two to tango. It takes two. Leave the pettiness behind. No matter how we, it's burning in us to do this and to, you know, get him, hit him where it hurts. Think about the effect 
effect it's going to have on the child or the children. Their future matters more than yours. Yours done gone already. Give them a fair chance. Do not let us raise children who are emotionally damaged because of our vindictiveness towards each other. It's not fair to the child. And then we wonder why there are so many messed up people around the place. A lot of it is stemming from what the parents did. There is a healthy way to co-parent. Go right ahead. Yeah, I, I think, you know, another thing too, sometimes we look down on people that stay together for the kids and, you know, you, you hear it all the time, like, oh, you're stupid, like, why would you do that? You're wasting your life. But if you have two, three, four kids, you, you, you got married and you have, you know, four kids with, with, with your, your, your spouse and things didn't work out. And if you're mature enough to say, you know what, um, let's stay together and, and, you know, try to be civil with each other and have a certain understanding for the kids. Because from experience, nothing is better than waking up in the same house with your kids every day like you know because i've i've had situation where like you know with my 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 big daughter you know when i separated from her mom and she was in jamaica i was in bermuda and stuff like that it's like a nightmare and a lot of people don't think that like fathers get emotional or or get stress or or suffer from anxiety because they're not around their kids because they, they don't see dads as, as that type. They, they, they just, a lot of times we're seen as like, you know, provider, just an ATM, but not emotional or whatever. But waking up in the same house with your kids as a, as a dad, nothing beats that. And so like if people are mature enough, um, respect, respectful enough, and, and like if the, the, the man and the woman come together and they say, you know what? Like, say, for example, the woman say, you know what, I'm done with relationship. I don't need any um, intimacy or whatever. Let's just live under the same roof with our four kids and just be nice and, and, and be peer, parent together. I don't think that's something to, to look down on because it's, it, happens, it happened in the past where, like, a lot of our parents and grandparents, like, stayed together for their kids and you see, you see how it how it, it turned out because it it trust me, it's very important. Like seeing a unit together, like like teamwork and stuff like that. It does a lot for the child, you know, in, in terms of mental and emotional um, stage. Mm -hmm. You know, and and when you look at when you talk to teachers and you look in the school system, especially for boys, the boys that act up the most in school are the ones that are coming from single parent home. You know, when when a strong father is is in the house, it does wonders, especially for, for boys. So I don't think we should, you know, look down on people like that. I think if, if people are, you know, for whatever reason, they say, that, say like, okay, this is, we love our kids enough to, to do this for, for them, then I think that's something that, you know, we should, you know, encourage, especially as, as, as black families, you know, because, you know, our, our, especially for like the sons, like women, young black girls are more resilient you know like a lot of our boys are just ending up in prison 
you know, and, and so I, I don't think it's a bad idea and I don't think it's something that should be looked down on. Provided, James, that it's not a toxic environment, provided that both parties are at that level of maturity where they're able to do that, because that's not it, it's I applaud that. I really do. But it's not the best situation for everybody, because some people they need to be as far as the east is from the west, possibly, although the east and the west can be right next to each other. But you know what I mean? Um, they need to be at one on the North Pole and one on the South Pole. That's just the truth because of the toxicity that exists among them. And that, I think, is a worse environment for a child to be in. But if both of you can rise to that level of maturity and understanding and work together as a team, fine. So here's my thing with Marlon. You have three choices. You're going to be with me. I'm going to be with you. Or we gonna be together. Pick one. Now, I ain't going nowhere unless I'm dead, <laughs> or, or he ain't going nowhere unless he's dead. That's the only way out, right? But God forbid we were to say, okay, got tired of each other. Okay, where are you going? You upstairs or downstairs? Pick a floor. Pick a floor. Pick a floor. That's how we doing it. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm at that level of maturity. Yeah. Let me let me throw a question out there, though. If children see their parents sleeping in separate rooms, what do you think the child is going to think? I'm just going to throw that out there. What kind of conversations are we having with the children, Javette? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking because you know some people don't have the conversation with their children. True. True. Javet, just just get a bunk bed and sleep in the same room. Then what going when my booty call come over? What am I do? He gonna be in there with me? Oh, see, and that's the other thing. <laughs> what kind of confusion that's gonna cause? <laughs> you cannot come over unless my kids are fast asleep. And mind you, I know people like this right now. Okay confusion i mm. think that's more confusion on a child yeah you're right there's so many little lanes and avenues and streets and you know that we can go down with this conversation believe you me it could go on for hours but at the core of it what i want us to understand and what i would love my listeners to understand is that when you decide to have sex understand all the risks understand all the possibilities and understand all the what ifs right and have temperature checks with your partner along the way have those temperature checks because we change we evolve how we, we felt today or how we feel today rather is not how we're going to feel yesterday tomorrow how we felt yesterday is not how we're going to feel today Right. People change and people change based on experiences and circumstances. Right. So we have to take that into consideration as well. So always have communication, open, honest, honest communication, not telling the other person what you think they want to hear, telling them the truth, your truth. But you got to be honest with yourself first. Because a lot of us lie to ourselves, then we project, project sorry, those lies onto, onto the other person. 
So honesty is huge, and it starts with being honest with yourself. Very, very, very important. Okay? All right, so ooh, I'm running way behind. So shark kills a U.S. tourist snorkeling in the Bahamas. That's so sad. Uh, a shark attack happened and killed a U.S. cruise ship passenger who was snorkeling in waters around the Bahamas on Tuesday, according to authorities. The incident involved a 58-year-old woman from Pennsylvania and occurred at a popular snorkeling spot near Green Key, Key rather, in the northern Bahamas. It's so funny that I'm correcting myself because yesterday, real quick, got to give you this story. Yesterday, um, son number three, one of his schoolmates drops him home along with his girlfriend. So the three of them are here and they're going to the gym, you know. So um, we're talking about English and Spanish. One is Colombian, one is Domini from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. So we're talking about the different accents and dialects in the countries and the different parts of the, the countries. And then we started talking about English and English is really a complex conversation. Um, subject, C-A-Y. You would say K, right? No, it's key. We're talking about Q. Why does Q have to be spelled two different ways depending on the what we want it to mean? C-U-E, meaning cue up the music. Um, but if we're talking about standing in line, it's Q-U-E-U-E. -E. Why? Why is it board has to be spelled two different ways? B-O-A-R-D if we're talking about a piece of wood. And if we're stiff stone board, it's B-O-R-E-D. Why is there two different spellings for wood? W-O-U-L-D, W-O-O. It's too much. <laughs> right? But yeah, I just had to throw that in there. Went off on a tangent for a little bit. My bad. My apologies. So yeah, this is unfortunate. But um, folks, be careful in those waters, and especially warm waters. Uh, President of Rwanda to make official visit to Belize. So the government of Belize has announced the official visit of Paul Kagame, President of the Republic of Rwanda, from September 14 to 15, 2022. The visit will be historic as it will mark the first such visit to Belize by a head of state from Africa. During the recently held 2022 Commonwealth Heads of Government, meeting held in Kigali, Rwanda in June 2022, Prime Minister John Brisenio engaged with Paul Kagame and invited him to visit Belize. All right, very nice. Also in Belize, Cuban nationals ordered to leave Belize. I wonder why. Chief Magistrate Sharon Fraser has issued removal orders for 16 Cuban nationals who illegally entered the country last Thursday. The Cuban nationals who were without passports claimed they were seeking asylum in the Cayman Islands, but accidentally ended up in Belize where their boat ran out of gas and drifted ashore after experiencing bad weather. But the chief magistrate questioned how these Cubans could travel from their homes to another country without any passports. Ah, what's your name is? Uh, what's, what's her name? Sharon. Sharon, have a seat. School is in session. Are you not paying attention to what's going on in Cuba and Haiti? How do you mean could leave their home, their country without any passports? It happens. Uh, I, I suggest you get in touch with what's going on. Um, come back down out of the clouds just a little bit. 
and see what's going on. All right? It is possible. Let me just say that. Okay, let me squeeze in one more. So, uh, how a Jamaican achieved $4.7 million sales in six months on Amazon. Targeted advertising campaigns, selling a diverse range of products and never running out of stock are some of the strategies used by Kwame Miller to achieve more than $4.7 million in sales in just six months on online giant Amazon. But the local Amazon success story requires hard work, staying abreast with the constant changes on the platform while ensuring that customers are satisfied. Miller, who made his first sale on Amazon in January 2020, recorded a steady increase in sales, ending the year with U.S. $1,663 in sales on the last day. I don't think that figure is right, but anyway. He sells a number, okay, it's in U.S. dollars, let me stop. He sells a number of locally manufactured products. The Amazon seller generated U.S. 31500 which is 4.7 million Jamaican in the last six months. Okay, so here comes the clarity. While moving his product offering from two to more than 60. Miller said never running out of stock was vital to his success. If you have one killer product, that's fantastic. But what if that one doesn't do well? Then your entire revenue is wiped out. That's what he told an audience of prospective Amazon sellers. I hope he is, um, well, let me not stop there. Let me read this part. Miller was addressing the launch of Project Amazon, an eight-week training course for 20 micro, small, and medium-sized businesses selected by the Jamaica Manufacturers and Exporters Association in Kingston on Wednesday. Good job, Miller. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. For those people who are interested, because you can lead people to the water, but you can't force them to drink, have an invitation where people who would like to get some insight on how to do this, some training, some guidance, Make that provision, whether it's at a small fee or if you want to do it pro bono, please go ahead. But this is how you are going to be able to see to it that you pass the baton on. Um, bring others up for those who want to do it. You can't force nobody to do nothing for those who want to do it. All right. I'm just going to take a quick break. When we return, I'm going to uh, well, I'm going to wrap up uh, the live radio stream. When we return, we'll continue the rest of stories for those who'd like to stick around with me on Clubhouse. All right, I'll be right back. I think I'll be right back. <laughs> Our searchlights we can see in the dark We are rockets pointed up at the stars We are billions of beautiful hearts And you sold us down the river too far 
Thank you to all our listeners who logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, a huge thank you to everyone with me on Clubhouse. Of course, that's where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you were listening to Coffee Intel World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news, and we share our views you can follow me on twitter at me media moments mi media moments on instagram moments with on the i'm sorry moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on tiktok moments with me media thank you so much for tuning in i do appreciate your listening air whatever you do wherever you go i do ask you this one favor that you please be safe. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we'll also be live on futurefm.net and futurefm98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Have a wonderful day. Take care of yourselves. This is Moments with me, signing out of QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Oh,